Hey, Bob, this is Rusty. I was just wondering uh, if you kept any, any good luck for uh, the May 30 lottery or if you used it all up today. Well, I sure I sure hope we kept some because if we don't have any that day, then today becomes moot. So you have to be lucky twice, I guess. We were lucky once. We'll see if we can be lucky twice. I think um, the odds are in our favor at least now, which is nice. We have a 72% chance of keeping it. So the pendulum swung in our favor, but I don't think we're in celebration mode yet. It was a hurdle that we needed to cross, I think, and we did. So we'll see what happens May 30th. Bob, did it feel almost like you know, won the lottery? Was it, was it easy to temper the celebration effort? Well, not really. It felt good, but it's not like you really are at the finish line. So I guess you're, you're cautiously optimistic that um, we'll keep our pick. But it was certainly, like I said, a big hurdle to get over because I think if the things had gone the other way, it really would have diminished our chances and um, would have made it very difficult to keep our pick. And now we're in a, a, a position of strength, but again, could also go away on May 30th. So we're, we're cognizant of that, and we'll just have to get uh, across the finish line, hopefully. Hey, Bob, it's Antonio. What, what does this do? I know you guys don't have the pick for sure just yet, but what does it do as far as your draft preparation? Can, has anything changed as far as you guys, or, or will it change after May 30th? Well, that's a good segue into what other picks we have. So there was four tiebreakers for us. Um, and we won three of them. They do individual tiebreakers. Every time there's a tie, they'll do it for that specific pick. So if there's a tie of teams in the first round, they'll, they'll do a drawing for that. If there's a tie of teams in the second round, they'll do a drawing for that. So we had two. Yeah, I just mean in terms of just your preparation as far as what kind of player you're looking for. Um, and, right, you know, right. You know, yeah. Well, we've got a lot of preparation to do for 30, 35, and 52. That's a right. different category of player. So... Usually, and this is what I did and most agents do when I was in that line of work, is you wait until the lottery actually is completed before you start bringing, letting your players go in and see teams because you'd like to know who's picking where. So most of the time, agents won't schedule workouts of the top ten players uh, until they know the draft lottery order and it's been finalized. So you have about a month following May 30th to work out the guys that are in your range. So if we're fortunate enough to keep our pick, everybody in the world will know it. Agents will know it. Players will know it. Our phone will ring. And uh, most agents will want to go work out for the team picking uh, in that range. So we'll prepare for that possibility. And then if it doesn't happen, clearly we'll be disappointed, but we'll still have a lot of workouts to conduct for the 30, 35, and 52 pick. Bob, I'm guessing you guys don't want to bring in four rookies, maybe not even three. Can you characterize any talks you're having, um, or is it too early to do that before the lottery? It's a little early, Rusty, if that was Rusty. Um, it's a little early because, again, not knowing exactly what we're, we're doing at the very top. But you can have dialogue like you just referred to, which is four picks is a lot of picks. We added three rookies last year. I don't believe it's ideal to have four more, making it to seven in two years. So you, you weigh your options, you look at it, 
I don't know that we're fully aware of if we're going to have that high pick or not yet, but four is probably a number that we would like to reduce or consolidate. But until we actually know what kind of hand we've been dealt up top, it's hard to say what we'll do. Short of spreading the message that to other teams that we speak to, hey, four is probably, we're probably in the market to uh, move up, move out, trade, uh, and, and they'll be aware of that. Hey, Bob, uh, how much, how, can you quantify, I guess, the difference between having a lottery pick and not? How much does it change things for you? Having a lottery pick versus not having one? Well, changes things in a lot of ways. There's high value. Uh, and, and, look, there's lottery, the broad terminology because the 12th pick is a lot different than the 5th pick and the 1st pick is a lot different than the 7th pick. So, But if you are in the top, for example, for us, it will either be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. That's a valuable pick for a lot of reasons. Um, you get good value. It's a, it's a good draft, so you'll hopefully get a good player there. Um, and uh, if you have it and you use it and you get a player you like, it allows you to be more selective in free agency. If you can fill a need in the draft, it's the best way to do it because um, usually you get a player that's potentially more valuable than what you're paying him, and um, you fill a need and you know he's yours rather than getting out in the free agent world and having to compete with other teams and maybe dollars up to a range you might not want to. So it, it, it changes things. It gives you more options. It gives you more flexibility puts you in a little bit better position to uh, to change your roster in a way that you want it changed. Bob, this is Rusty again. You said you were going to ask uh, some of the players in the exit interviews uh, what the Warriors as a franchise do well and what they do poorly. What were the best answers you got today? Um, they were all over the place. One guy asked for more Snapple. Uh, <laughs> but they're... they're uh, I mean, some of it is internal for me, but um, there was a broad range of what, uh, what what guys like. And I really forced an answer out of them. Most of them, what was interesting, Rusty, is most of them, even a guy like Mikey Moore, who's been in the NBA 13 years and played for a lot of teams, most of it was really positive. I mean, most of them I really had to press to try to get something negative out of them. Um, and I, I really couldn't. And maybe that was them being political, but for the most part uh, – they were all they were all very happy with our medical staff and the very complimentary of our trainers and strength coaches and our coaches and um, one thing was that um, you know the compressed season was 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 difficult on a lot of guys but that wasn't anything we you know we had control over but that that just I think the public may not have seen exactly what the travel and the amount of games uh, in a compressed season it, it, it just Guys, guys, by the end of the season, we're pretty fatigued. So it'll be interesting to see the playoffs and how that works. Hey, 